the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little so tonight, we are live from the Meridian me. Banquet and like Conference Center in Rolling Meadows. This is the night we are having our Beyond the Talking Points event where Dan Proft will intellectually dominate Juan Williams, who is defending what exactly? Do they have a policy of success on any level? Is Juan Williams going to show up here and do a soft shoe? I don't understand what he's going to defend. But tickets are still available at the door. If you're in the area, please stop by and join us. Venue is located on Algonquin Road, just north of Gulf Road in Rolling Meadows. We'd love to have you. And if you're on your way, pick up a uh, Trenta iced coffee, skim milk, no sweetener, easy on the ice, because I can't seem to get one. But uh, if it sounds a little funny or if I have to shout at Squirrel to answer the phones, it's because we are remote, and you're going to hear people come in. So we've got kind of a good news, bad news day today, which is kind of what's common when you have a Democrat sewer that is imploding around you. Let's go with a little good news, shall we? And so I am... Announcing the day that at the conclusion of my term in November of 2024, I will be stepping down as state's attorney. All right, so that's good news for honest people. We don't know what kind of news it is for criminal scourge because by the looks of things, the mafia will continue to protect predators while victimizing honest integrity or people with integrity and character, the ones that don't move out. But Kim Fox, the funny thing about this, she sounds so somber. Doesn't she sound somber? She sounds a little depressed. Is it because uh, she'll have to actually do something? Or is it uh, because she has to pretend to continue to be the Cook County uh, at- uh, attorney, district attorney, for the next year and a half? Why would you make an announcement now? You're a year and a half away from the election. There's a lot of moving parts going on, but uh, let's listen to the rest of this nonsense. I will not be on next year's ballot by my choice. Which means it isn't her choice. Means she got the orders from La Cosa Nostra. It's time to step aside, dummy. Your failure and your corruption is obvious enough. They're starting to get wise to us. And in the meantime, the scarecrow, that is unimaginable that he is still the president, the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, But aside from that, a man suffering from dementia. The only president we know for certain is wearing diapers. The only president we know for certain is completely corrupted by the domestic, the domestic enemies within. Hello, hello, hello. 
Now, I want you to listen to this room. This room is made up of people who are suffering the most, you would think, under the Biden economy. And what I mean by that is these are people who are pretending to be workers. These are people who are buffering the failure of an, in our economy, the inflation, the waste, fraud, and abuse, the cost of the corruption that Joe Biden represents. So why would they be cheering? Oh, I know. I know. You in the first row. Because they're the ones that are really benefiting. Those are, these are the true one percenters in our society. The 1% of the society that is so corrupted, it derives its sustenance from government corruption. are these group of morons that want Joe Biden to continue to keep going, whatever that means. I hope he's not going to the bathroom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think I'll, I think I'll stop right there. Take a seat if you have one. Same Hello, old. building tra- 50 years of this nonsense, the same nonsense. Thank you. President and my friend Sean McGarvey, you've been a friend of mine for a long time, as many of you have. I wouldn't be standing here. I wouldn't have been elected to the United States Senate in the state that was a right-to-work state initially were it not for American union labor. You know? Ding, 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 ding. That's who gets them in. Why? Because they're paid from government overspending. That's why they all have developed a palate for jelly donuts and not working while pretending to be representing the blue collar. These are anything but blue collars. These are the true 1% in our nation. The 1% who benefits from the waste, fraud, and abuse that is government spending. They couldn't exist without it. And they don't care that there's an 80-year-old dementia patient. What he represents is a continued stream of income. That's why the North American building trade unions, this is the true Mafia headquarters. It's not the Ravenites Club in New York. Oh, I learned a long time ago there's labor and there's unions. Unions. Yeah. Labor is when somebody does something honestly for a fair price. Unions. Unions. That's where the people pay for jobs they normally would never pay five times the cost for. And when I say unions, I'm talking about those that benefit directly from municipal spending. There are still a few honest, but for the majority of them, it all kind of ends with the same nonsense. The wife of a former union boss will spend almost six years in prison. KITV4's Kate Medeiros was in court today to get details on today's sentencing. Marilyn Aja Coelho dodged cameras today after she was sentenced for working with her husband, Brian, to steal money from a local workers union. Uh, we don't want to focus on that. Now let's just focus on the outflow of money, not how it gets stolen from the workers. And I want to congratulate uh, my former Secretary of Labor, Marty Walsh. You guys know Marty. I think he's making fun of that short in the pants mafia, isn't he? Sounds like he is. Sounds like he's doing part of me. I know who Marty is. I know what kind of short in the pants mafia it really is. I tell you what, if you have to be in a foxhole, you want Marty next to you. You want Marty with you. Why is he going to canoodle and spoon you for warmth? Never been in a fight in his life that was honest. He's a man of his word. And the problem is he knows more than you do and more than I do. That's an interesting statement, isn't it? You know, the dementia every once in a while will let him leak out some information. You mean he knows about the corruption and the scams and the overspending and how to kick back to some of your LLCs, you crooked bastard? Is that what you mean? 
Lifetime Achievement Award, but you got a lot of, you got a whole other lifetime to work out here, Marty. And you you may be uh, you may be carrying a hockey stick these days, but uh, but I'm still coming for you, man. None of us know what the hell that means. It's some kind of naked twister game that they all play. I thank you all for your continued support of Julie Sue. She worked hand in hand with Marty, and she's going to be a great Secretary of Labor. Is it hand in hand or hand in glove? The good news is when you're in a room full of these crooks, you can say anything. Just keep the money flowing, Joe. <laughs> so good to see you guys. This feels like coming home, you know? I wanted you to hear that. These are the only people in the country that do not realize the culture of corruption this dimwit in diapers represents. These are the only ones. And it doesn't matter what he represents. So the speech today that he's going to run again, no kidding. Because what they know is he's not controlling anything. He's a figurehead of the mafia that they benefit from. So just keep the money flowing, huh? We'll talk about the debt ceiling and man hands yelling and how she's going to circumvent the rules later. Well, you know, uh, I'm here because there's no better place to talk about the progress we made together. And wouldn't have been made without you. And that's not hyperbole. That's a fact. He's right. This dimwit, for once in his miserable tenure, is absolutely right. Because the only advancements that's been made under the Biden presidency is advancements in domestic and foreign corruption. Domestic, foreign corruption, a money flow scheme. This is exactly the only place he's ever achieved. Our economic plan is working. We now have to finish the job, but there's more to do. And you're leading the way, shovels in the ground, cranes in the air, factories opening, all those jobs, meaning we recreated the IB. Oh, yeah, the dementia. I know, Squirrel. He does the... It's the dementia eating his brain. But what this really is is a confession that none of those things would be happening without government financing it. Because in a corrupt society, government takes the place of private money. See, all of these jobs always happened, only it was private developers that used to do it. But in these sewers of corruption, these Democrat strongholds like Chicago, New York, and New Jersey, aside from the collapse of the quality of your life, this is what thrives, government-financed corruption. See, in good states, it doesn't matter what Joe Biden does with spending. They build because the demand is there. But in all of these ghettos, that are losing population, where the quality of life is where you have to worry every time your wife or kids go out of the house. Don't worry. This is the nod. You just keep us in power, and we'll keep the scam going. Because, after all, these are the only one percenters who can continually afford the kind of corruption costs the Biden administration represents. And that's why they're cheering. This is. Did you ever think you'd hear a room full of Americans cheer the most obviously corrupted president this country's ever had? the most obvious failed president this country's ever had. This is who cheers. W jobs, iron workers, boilermakers, teamsters, laborers, bricklayers, masons. Only the corrupt ones. Only the ones whose wives steal the money. Only the union fat asses in the Buick Roadmasters that never worked a day in their lives. You remember all the guys who pretend to be laborers, but they have hands like Pritzker. Plumbers and pipe fitters. Painters, plasters, roofers, operating engineers, steel and metal workers. My economic plan, as McGarvey said, is blue-collar blueprint to rebuild America, and that's what we're doing, rebuilding America. With $2 trillion of made-up financing, made-up, 
None of it would have happened without the culture of corruption that the Joe Biden regime truly represents. And where does the money come from? As many of you know, I have asked Congress to raise or suspend the debt limit. Oh, man hands, because you're in on this scheme. And you know something? Something tells me your hands have a little more callus on them than any of the union thugs in this room. I make no apologies. I make no apologies for me labeled the most pro-union president of American history. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. And they're proud of you. Because without your kind of corruption, without your obvious intellectual decline, none of this would happen. I really am. the Elvis Presley of government corruption. He's the king. Look, I tell businesses all the time, I mean it sincerely, including the business roundtable, those folks, union workers are their saviors. You're the best, not a joke. You're the best workers in the world. Not- really? Wrong. 100% wrong. You're the only workers, the only kind of sloths that would take more money and twice as long to build a Hoover Dam to build an exit ramp in the sewer of Chicago. You're the only kind of morons that would cost $8 billion to build that urinal you call O'Hare without a straight board or a clean tile. You're the only kind of buffoons who constantly have to repave expressways you're paid to. You're municipal bagmen. That's all you are. So celebrate. And cheer, because we found the true constituency, the roaches of corruption. This is welfare where they pretend to work. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice pick, squirrel. Harry Belafonte. He's gone. Communist, wasn't he? That's right. Hopefully he goes to a different heaven than I go to. Um, I got a text message from multiple friends. Yeah, I know. I, they're, they're reminding me that I was an apprentice in the Bricklayer Union. I know. They're reminding me that I was an apprentice at the Teamsters. I know. I know. I know. But I, like so many of the honest men, we're victims of this corruption as well. You don't benefit from this. The honest guys don't work. And you know the, you, the ones who are out there who are in this union know exactly what I talk about. Exactly. You're the ones that on your first day when you want to get the job done, the old man comes, whoa, 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 kid. Take it easy. You don't want to get done with this job. And then you get shaken down by the fat-ass business agent and the roadmaster. You want to stay on this job? You better kick in 20. you got to buy me lunch. You know how it works. See? There's a theoretical way it works, and then there's the real La Cosa Nostra way it works. I want to defeat the other one, the bad one. And by the way, before Joe Biden, they were on their ass because regular, honest unions were kicking out the municipal corrupt ones, the ones that have these cushy contracts and this phony scheme, the ones who blow $8 billion on an airport that's filthy where the construction work is a joke. 
urinals look like they're stuck on with toothpaste and the rest of it. That's what thrives in Democrat sewers. And that's why Buttigieg comes and gives another $7 billion so the scams can go on. That's why Joe Biden is cheered. Because what these non-workers in the union think, that they just keep the money parade going. And who's in charge is irrelevant. That's why they have these cartoon characters. And that's what needs to be defeated. And the only way to defeat it is throw organized crime out of power. Now, they're operating under Democrats. But it's time we throw them out and the Republican sympathizers. Kevin and Palatine. Hey, first-time uh, caller. I listen to you all the time. I work for a body shop. I've worked for many dealers, unions and non-union body men. And I can tell you, non-union body men work twice as hard, make more money because they don't get a guarantee. In a union, you only have to make so many hours a week. And what do they do? Stand around and do nothing. It's Kevin, a joke. It, and it's also the reason that people come here from different countries around the world they're rejected by the union, and they build companies, and they have 50 employees, and they become rich. Because what the unions do is teach you how to become dependent and never financially independent. That's the problem, and that's the scam. And they want people to believe that they're somehow achieving. They're harming the workers. They're not helping them. Thank you, Kevin, for making the call. Love I appreciate you, it. Love you, man. Take love it you in. right back, brother. Thank you. See, I hope some of those guys come and see me tonight. I love that. All right, let's go to one of the guys who's on the other side of the coin. Here's a guy who developed love handles on his earlobes. However, he could tell you where the best fast food joints around the city are. He's Cream Puff Jim. Cream Puff Jim. What do you got, about Thanks, five Sean. days that you get that pension check, babe? You must no, be yeah, it, 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 it's, a long, no, it's a long stretch. You're right. I am on fumes. I got to hit one of the neighbors here. Oh, but you know, I was thinking, if I knew how to operate a computer, I'd get a GoFundMe page for little Tommy Tucker, who's got to sing for his supper now, you know. Tommy Tucker? Whatever his name is, Tucker. Tucker oh, you're talking about Tucker party. Carlson? No, Tucker yeah, yeah, Carlson. Yeah, yeah. He's page. like me, brother. He's a man. He doesn't need your charity or to beg. Your, your guys that you need to raise money for are like the bums I see here when I come back to Chicago with the clean sneakers and the new jackets and the signs. Everybody's got a kid with a brain tumor. A lot of brain tumors around you, Democrats. Something in the cream puffs. Yeah. All right. I hope you're all right there. You hang on. you got five more days, baby. Do the countdown. I know. I know. You're acting. Don't leave the apartment, and there's no good things on TV to watch. You just watch CNN. They'll make you feel good about being who you are. Uh, George in Naperville. Sean, with Biden in control, are we gonna, instead of seeing proud union home in front of houses, are we going to see unions are our saviors? How come we don't see any proud capitalist homes, proud small business owner homes, proud entrepreneur homes? You see, because without all of those people, the unions really don't exist outside of these corrupt mafia towns. But you're starting to see a trend, aren't you? This is how they stay in power. This is why Kim Fox will never be questioned she'll always be embraced and whoever follows her will probably make her look good you're going to get a brandon johnson that's the only moron that could make Lori lightfoot look good as she's trying to do right now in fact Lori lightfoot could be running for that kim fox position right why not in case you're in case you don't have enough ugly democrats around you in chicago now jim and palatine how's it going brother good brother how are you uh, I'm all right. You're, you're the best. I, I tell you, we need more people like you. 
Thank you, John. Um, I appreciate that. I'm going to go to the Don Lee broadcast oh, tomorrow, and good. I'm hoping that after you're done that you'll do an autograph. Oh, absolutely, Jim. You come up to me. I'll be there. I'll be there tomorrow uh, for at least three hours. I'm going to get there a half hour before, and I'll stay a half hour after. All right? I look forward to meeting you, brother. And in the meantime, you can come out here. Right? Why not? Uh, Craig and Mount Greenwood. Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime, hey, brother. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. How you on? I make two points that will basically give a pretty good idea of why I believe that the uh, – they all they uh, they all ganged up on uh, Tucker, so to speak, to, to take and get him out of there. Here's the two facts. On that January sixth, I mean, you look at any film. They were showing all that film of all those people outside raising hell, busting the heck out of everything. They had crowbars, uh, sledgehammers, everything at that. That was the guys outside, like the Ray Up guys and the Psyop guys. I mean, any Let's just film, call them the G Men. I'm comfortable yeah. with that. Right. Now, all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you got all kinds of people being led into the into the place. They're all uh-huh. in there, all yeah. tons of them. Not in there. All the film shows those people were peaceful in there. They weren't raising their health. They weren't busting nothing up. And, hey, Did they ever catch um, those 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 uh, those Vikings that apparently were going door to door looking for AOC to violate her in hey, the way that she? You know. All right. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. So Tucker right. Tucker showed five minutes of the of what was going on inside. One guy gets let out. And all hell breaks loose because they say, hey, we can't let people see what was really going on inside there. Because that was supposed to be an insurrection where, uh, where the Trump people inside there were tearing the place up and trying to get. They were in there like, uh, Craig, you know. Uh, an empire built on lies doesn't like people telling the truth. That's why all the Democrat liars and scourge celebrate Tucker's demise. But what they're underestimating is the way in which people like us achieve. He's just going to take a little time to himself. When he comes back, he's going to be bigger and more unencumbered by bureaucracy than ever. You know, take a look for the Tucker Carlson show, owned by nobody, with allegiance to no conglomerate that bribes these dimwit Democrats. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Better send an SOS squirrel. This is the kind of propaganda that will sell now to the American morons. Taliban kills ISIS terrorists. Wait a minute. You mean the story broke last week that we're funding and the tunes of hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, the Taliban, because Joe Biden's incompetent. CIA-based financial policies. We're sending billions to every scallywag on the planet. So the news gets out that the Taliban is receiving our money. Now, all of a sudden, six days later, the Taliban kills the ISIS terrorists. Oh, now the Taliban's the good guy. Hey, vote for Joe Biden and you will get more Taliban funding. Doesn't matter. As long as the union money keeps flowing. Bert in Chicago knows the scam. Yes. First time caller, I, I'm telling you, I, I voted Democrat all my life, and I learned. And let me tell you something. A lot of my union brothers have learned, too. We don't like this guy that's in charge. I'm 60 years old and still have to go to work. I'm spending $300 in gas a week for one vehicle. That's not counting the other vehicle I have. And, and, and all the prices have gone up, and everything is still going up. It's a scam. It's a Bert, big scam. This is my they, favorite call today. Favorite call this month, and I'm going to tell you why, Bert. This is how yep. I started at the South Water Market. 
with the scams yeah. of yeah. you were oh you're not union and you can't go here you can't do this you can't load that right. truck and all the nonsense and then right. the shakedown right. oh buy your right. buy your ticket today you give twenty dollars to that fat ass in the Buick you're oh, I, I yeah. said to myself what the hell is going on same thing in the bricklayer right. union same thing and, in the and, operator and, union same thing COVID, in the trucker COVID, union yeah. you're COVID the guy came. that suffers COVID came they shut us down it killed me. You, you killed me for two years. I didn't make a dime. You gave me, you gave, you gave money to everybody. Now nobody wants to go back to work. I was still making less with, with that extra $600 that you gave me, which you didn't give me because I still had to pay taxes on it and everything else. It's, it's, it's a scam. They throw money at people thinking it is, but let me tell you something. They've never done anything personally for me. The only thing I'm proud to be a union guy is that I can still say I have some kind of rights when I go to work, and that's the only thing. Bert, that's I the love only it thing. You got, only your, you got your brother in. You got the same guys. You got the same guys you know have been victimized. You got the same guys. I'm telling you, I've got half yeah. half of the guys I hear on the floor when when the presidential was was when the, when they were voting for the president. Half of the guys, maybe seventy five percent of the guys, says. There's no, we got to go for Trump. We got to go for Trump. You know, we, we can't go with this idiot. And look what he's doing to this country and, and, and the people that's behind him. It's not hired because they're qualified. It's hired because they're either uh, trans or, 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 or color. Everything is race. It, let me it's tell you something. It's man. what they do. It's we what they need do. to change. It's this is the biggest the, election the, ever. It's what they do in the trades, too. You know this. The yes. closer you are to the guy who's the union manager, the cushier your job is. The more you're right. liked, if you're a distant cousin, you got a moron with a cork on his fork because he'll poke his eye out. All of a sudden, he's the business agent. He's the he's the union leader. I'm sick of that scam. The good news right. is, Bert, this years. failure this failure is so obvious, no one will be able to deny it. Not even Juan Williams tonight. In the meantime, brother, thank you years. very much. You come down to Florida. Fifty years I paid you. union dues. Fifty years. 50 years. Imagine if you'd have taken that money and bought Apple stock. Pick a stock. What stock? <laughs> you'd, have been, you'd, you'd be driving a Lexus. Thanks, Bert. We're Stay good. strong, bro. Hey, man. Hey, I love you. Hey, I love you. And you know what? Tucker is going to come back bigger and stronger. Bigger I'm and telling stronger. you right now, he don't need that $20 million from Fox News because he's no. going to make $40 million on his own. Bert, hang on. Don't hang up. I want to give you a shirt. Bert gets a shirt. Peter, Will Matt. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, Peter. Um, Tuck, Tuck, Tucker's just fine. Tucker's got Swanson money, uh, his yeah. own money. Uh, Newsmax, if they had a half a brain, they'd pick him up and pay him whatever to gain audience share. Um, so Tucker will be just fine. It was fun listening to the liberals yesterday being so orgasmic that he was gone. <laughs> and they all used to say, oh, Tucker didn't. Tucker doesn't do any, say anything true. He doesn't mean anything. Well, if that's the case, why are you so happy he's gone? Peter, you know what I, I, I love about this is that it gives you an opportunity to take a look at the velocity of true capitalism because it looks like a setback and all the rest of it, but nobody knows what the future holds. And if you go back 15 years ago, would you ever think some failed stand-up comedian, some decent MMA fighter would be making $100 million a year for sitting in his backyard having conversations with people. And what they don't realize is what a fantastic world it is when you can circumvent the corporate media that has sold this nation out to Big Pharma, the military-industrial complex, and the, and the duopoly of our corrupt political system. 
and be bigger yep. and better. That one guy gets more eyes on him, more ears on him than all the stations combined. That's what I think is next for Tucker. He doesn't need Newsmax. Yeah, TuckerCarlsonShow.com. No, no it's all he needs, no, and it'll be great. No question. Yeah. Thank you, Secondly, brother. Real quick. Hang on yeah. one second, Sean, okay. real quick. Right. Um, Joe Biden professes to love America. His family loves America. And if Joe actually loved this country, he would say, you know what? For the good of the country, I'm not going to be able to do this job. I'm not going to run. But his ego... And whatever else is behind it, I think it has to do with all the illegal uh, money they've taken. He's trying to protect the family. Um, You know, someone's going to primary him. He's not going to run. He said it now because he doesn't want to have the lame duck this early. Someone's going to run against them. Peter, as a good person, you think love has the same definition to you that it does everyone else. This is a crucial mistake. Because you remember Don King? Only in America, baby, the whole time he was robbing everyone from the fighter to the towel boy. Only in America. He loved it, too. He loved that he could get away with the fraud, with the scam. He loved that nobody knew what the mafia was. He loves it in the same way Joe Biden does. Not the way you and I I do. I will predict by fall Biden's going to announce he can't run. And Pritzker and possibly Hillary... They're going to primary this guy. You wait and see. They're going to come out soon. That sounds so like we'll a cast of a Richard Simmons sweating that he oldies part 16. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. 312-642-5600. Oh. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560, the answer. I'll tell you, it's squirrel. The best. Alright, I am definitely making this stuff. Todd in Chicago. What kind of what kind of car was he destroying? Uh first I'd like to say I'm a first time caller, long time listener, love your show, love everything you do. Thank you, Tom. I know you're a Pritzker fan, so I was on 355, and the traffic was stopped, and I look over to my left, and there he is in the car. Now, now, he rolls down the window, I rolls down my window, and he says to me, he goes, how do I get to 290 from here? I told him he has to lose 65 pounds. (laughs) Only a Chicago guy would get that one. I love it, baby. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I ever tell you, uh, Eric, about the time I saw Bill Ayers on the Eisenhower? Oh, I look over, this is right when Obama is destroying the country with, the, with Obamacare and the rest of it. I look to the left, and in an S-550, all waxed up, here's the Marxist, the Mercedes Marxist, literally, black on black, S-550, Bill Ayers. Now, of course, his father left him money. He never worked a day in his life either, the domestic terrorist scum that he is. And he's tooling around in the Mercedes. And I, you know, I, I started yelling at him out of the window. I asked him where his handsome whore wife was. You know, the other terrorist, Bernadine Dorn. He didn't want to answer me, and then he got off at Harlem, probably out of fear. Rich, Indian Head Park. Why can't I get Rich? All right, squirrel hit Rich. Hey, Rich, how are you? Good, how you doing? How are you doing Splendid. today? Splendid. The time is flying by. We're at this wonderful event here at the Meridian Banquet and Convention Center or Conference Center in Rolling Meadows. What about you? What are you doing? Sitting around with your feet up? You got what your am I on? doing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking to you. 
All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Go ahead. I'd like to think you have your pants up, but go ahead. What I wanted to say is the Stumblebun finally got the okay to run uh, for another term, right? And his big uh, <laughs> phrase is to, to finish the job, okay? Come He's going to finish the job by, by penalizing all of the uh, responsible people in the country and rewarding all of the, uh, all of the bums in the country, the irresponsible people, as long as those people vote for him. And you know he He's doesn't the have perfect to, uh, answer. stooge. This is like being gassy around a bunch of old women. You don't know who it is. He's got plausible deniability. It's absolutely perfect. What stinks? And you just look at the fat old lady. I think it's her. I don't know. Same thing with Joe Biden. Who's the crook? You just look at him. I don't know. Can he figure it out? He looks too stupid to figure out all these plots. Go ahead. He won't have to answer for anything because the Democrats won't let him debate anybody that might run against him. So, uh... The media, again, is going to run his campaign, and he's going to have guys like this David Brooks, who's going to say how his State of the Union was uh, great, and how he has no gaps or no scandals. I think you should worry about and Don Lemon, because if Don Lemon yeah. and Kamala Harris team up, whew, you better look out. Thank you very much. They share the same skill set. Uh, how much time I got there, Squirrely? All right. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I wanted to point something out. I got a phone call. Yesterday, and it was in regards to uh, Tucker Carlson. And then I got a call this morning. And there, if I have friends of mine who speculate on the Tucker Carlson, and what they don't understand is I'm surprised it took this long to fire Tucker Carlson. He was making things very uncomfortable for the gangster government we have. So a friend of mine said, no, 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 it was because of the Dominion lawsuit. I think there's a lot of people out there that do not remember Tucker, Carl's, Tucker Carlson's position on the Dominion lawsuit, or on the position of the Kraken and the rest of it. Ah, here we go. Why shouldn't my wife have the same firearm at home oh, wait, that your bodyguards use to protect you? Is that fair? Is that unfair? Why? That's a ridiculous argument. But why? It's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous because you're more... Thank you. For more than a week, Powell has been all over conservative media with the following story. This election was stolen by a collection of international leftists who manipulated vote tabulating software in order to flip millions of votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. The other day on television, Powell said of Trump that when the fraud is finally uncovered, quote, I think we'll find he had at least 80 million votes. In other words, rigged software stole about 7 million votes in this election. Here's some of what Powell said today about the software. One of its most characteristic features is its ability to flip votes. It can set and run an algorithm that probably ran all over the country to take a certain percentage of votes from President Trump and flip them to President Biden, which we might never have uncovered had the votes for President Trump not been so overwhelming in so many of these states that it broke the algorithm that had been plugged into the system. And that's what caused them to have to shut down in the states they shut down in. That was a few hours ago, but Sidney Powell has been saying similar things for days. On Sunday night, we texted her after watching one of her segments. What Powell was describing would amount to the single greatest crime in American history. Millions of votes stolen in a day. Democracy destroyed. The end of our centuries-old system of self-government. Not a small thing. Now, to be perfectly clear, we did not dismiss any of it. We don't dismiss anything anymore, particularly when it's related to technology. We've talked to too many Silicon Valley whistleblowers. We've seen too much. 
After four years, this may be the single most open-minded show on television. We literally do UFO segments, not because we're crazy or even been interested in the subject, but because there is evidence that UFOs are real and everyone lies about it. There's evidence that a lot of things that responsible people use to dismiss out of hand as ridiculous are in fact real. And we don't care who mocks it. I'll play the rest of it. The louder the Yale Political Science Department and the staff of the Atlantic. We're having a little technical difficulty. I'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. Very fortunate to talk to my next guest. We've had him on before. He is the co-founder and CEO of Good Kid Productions. His online documentary work has attracted millions and millions of views. And it provides not just entertainment, but knowledge. That's what I love about his documentaries. His new one is a series. There's short segments. There is no free speech crisis on campus. This gives you the proper perspective. In order to have a crisis, you need two sides. His name is Rob Muntz. Rob, thank you for joining me. How are you? Uh, doing good. Thank you for having me, Sean. This is an, the exact right perspective to take, in my opinion, because these have become not just uh, bastions of corruption and socialism and financial skullduggery, but these are perfect incubators for lies to be told because there is no pushback from anybody. This is how you destroy a society, right? Right. The whole idea is like standard issue conservative right wing media when they're talking about the you know ideological authoritarianism on college campuses use the word crisis. And I just it, it, it dawned on me that's the wrong word. Right. Because yeah. crisis requires warring parties. Right. It requires two sides of a conflict. But what do you call something when one side wins? Right. Like, what do you call the politics of North Korea? Like, North Korean politics aren't in a crisis. <laughs> like, Kim Jong-un runs North Korea, right? There's not a lot of pushback I, I, there, I don't want to overstate it. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's, 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 that's a little early for that kind of hyperbole. But, you know, it, it's of a level of complete ideological homogen- homogeneity on these campuses. And so what we, uh, we track a couple of different professors, one of whom was at Princeton, another one's at the University of Pennsylvania. We've got some other professors coming down the pike over the next couple weeks. And uh, the, the first of the series is about this University of Pennsylvania professor by the name of Amy Wax, who is an unapologetic critic of progressivism, and she is on the verge of being fired. And if she does get fired, it really will represent new terrain in the campus free speech wars, because at least in the past, the administration, when they're about to fire or exile a politically inconvenient professor, comes up with another reason why they don't just come out and say it's specifically because of this person's opinions. It, in the case of Andy Wack, they're a, not even going to do that. They're not even going to do that. a lawsuit if they come out and do that? I mean, how do you just say, I don't, like, I don't like what they're saying, they're fired? Well, she, and again, the, the documentary, everybody can watch it on our YouTube channel for free at Good Kid Productions. They can also check out our company at goodkidproductions.com. And it's... Uh, the problem is she literally has zero allies, right? 
But Amy Wax is a tenured professor. She has an endowed chair. She has a distinguished academic career. She's been practice, practicing academic legal profession for 20 years. She's argued in front of the Supreme Court. She has a bulletproof reputation. Her only offense is criticizing affirmative action, affirmative, uh, criticizing diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and she is getting pummeled for it. And I literally could not find a single person who's willing to come on camera to defend her. I found a couple people that were willing to talk to me off the record, but nobody would come out in her defense other than Glenn Lowry, who's a professor of economics hundreds of miles away at Brown University. So he's has ample physical distance <laughs> from the university yeah. where this is going down. But no one within Penn, even though there are people that appreciate that what, what's about to happen to her is unprecedented, who will not say anything you because know, they're uh, so capped. Early on, you, you, you did the North uh, Korea comparison. You said, yeah, I don't want to get there yet. But there's something that's more diabolical about what we're covering now, because we know why North Korea doesn't have any pushback. You will be killed. You will be thrown in prison. What is the excuse here in America on these campuses? There's no enforcement of imprisonment or enforcement of murder the way there are in these communist hellholes. Why, what is the explanation for the lack of contrarianism to communism? So I think it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting set of interlocking parts that have led to the current censorship regime. I think, um, and again, this version of it now, which is as vicious and as you know, politically homogenous like never before, is a relatively recent invention. It only popped up about maybe 10 years ago. It's a combination of unprecedented psychological fragility in young people, like astonishing rates of anxiety and depression in the under 25 set. The culture, the corporate culture in advertising and in their products is soaked with like light wokeness. On campuses themselves, there's this vast and ever-growing administrative apparatus that is completely ideologically captured. So all these endless like provosts and vice provosts and junior provosts and junior assistants to the provosts were all devoted to the cause of equity. And those pieces in combination create this monster that's able to snuff out people that voice opposing opinions. I, I, you'll notice I left out the professors and the faculty, and I think a lot of outside observers of this dynamic tend to overstate the role of the faculty. Obviously, there are crazy Marxists. Obviously, there are completely like Looney Tunes, Noam Chomsky yeah. fans that want to dismantle American capitalism and, and claim that you know, institutional racism did, did everything wrong in American society. But it's a relatively small percentage of them. A lot of faculty just are, are kind of cowardly and don't want to, you know, don't want to upset the boat and aren't going to put their neck out there. But they're not like all behind some radical ideological agenda. What, it's what really you're this, describing sounds so much like Yuri Bezmenov's warnings, the Soviet that defected because he fell in love with an American and then warned us about the psychological warfare and the destruction of kind of the, 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 the characteristic of Americanism, where you're destroyed off of, of fundamentals and principles, and you're brought into this Kantian soiree of uh, a reality that nobody can really describe except these people who, continue, who, who claim to be authorities in this arena. And that's exactly what you're describing. And then I'm reflecting on to Ayn Rand's writings of what happens when you allow the infiltration into the education system, how you go from better dead than red, which used to be the college campus cheer, 
to this demand of this this Fabianism, this this collectivism, this this top down control, and there is no pushback. But is the, are the kids taking this, and are they believing in it? And I say this to you because I have college age kids, and my kids were disgusted by it, and they might not have been as outspoken as I am, but they rejected in the privacy of their dorm and among their friends. Are you seeing any pushback on that level? Again, and another one of the schools that we profile is Princeton. And the dynamic I saw there is very similar to what I saw at Penn and some of the other schools I've profiled, which is the bulk of the undergraduates do not, I think, have, are not on board with a radical agenda. But they know, particularly if you're on an elite campus, that speaking out critically can have disastrous professional consequences for you. So they, they learn, they are trained during their formative years to keep their head down mouth the appropriate vacuous woke slogans to, you know, it's like the, the, the lamb's blood over the wall as the shadows pass over, just to, yes. to mark yourself as, uh, as, a, as a member of the tribe. They learn to pretend and to not rock the boat in order to uh, ensure their smooth ascendance into the you know, higher realms of the American meritocracy. And they take those rhythms and those behaviors and they bring them with them out of campus into the corporate world. And that's, that's they, terrible. People don't grow out of it. They do not grow out of it. They learn how to survive amidst the radicals. And then that in turn leads to insane DEI campaigns at Citibank, <laughs> insane yeah. DEI advertising campaigns from Goldman Sachs or Coca-Cola or Bud Light. Right. Do you know how, how, how you're laying it out, though? It's so brilliant in the yeah. way in which they've infiltrated every aspect, because what they're doing is they're teaching kids how to conform to lies how to be afraid to resist, how to, how to be afraid to yell the truth at the liar. And when you think about it, all of these arenas that they go into, and you look at our society in general and how it's all an empire of lies, when you look at the healthcare system, when you look at the, 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 the financial system. I mean, you pick a system in our nation, where is there any truth anymore in anything? And it couldn't happen if you weren't breeding this in young people who are then going to become the leaders and the workers in this industry. So how do you break the chain? And doesn't this fit kind of another explanation as to why somebody who was willing to be uncomfortable with the truth, like Tucker Carlson, was dismissed? Doesn't it all fit together? And aren't we losing in this chess match of freedom? I'm glad you mentioned Tucker, and I appreciate you having me on to speak about something other than his firing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. But he, he's... He's like me in the sense that he's a bit of an apostate from these elite circles. He is from bougie parts of California and Washington, D.C. I'm from bougie parts of California, Washington, D.C. And he saw what I saw. I mean, I saw what I've seen because of him to a certain extent, which is you're around the elite and it suddenly becomes oppressively obvious. their complete mediocrity, the astonishing yes. mediocrity of the adults that are in charge. Oh, yeah. And a lot of that mediocrity has to do with the systemic maleducation of, the Amer of, of elites generation after generation after generation, right? So that's why it matters what happens on campuses. It's not just to make fun of some 21-year-old who's complaining about the systemic racism of enchiladas on Thursday's lunch, right? It's not just that. It's yeah. because that person will go on to have a senior VP role at a major media company or is yeah. going to run the editorial page of the New York Times. And you have, if you have 
immense mass epidemic levels of mediocrity amongst your elites, you get what happened to America in the summer of 2020 with the dual like corrosive lies of Black Lives Matter and of kind of COVID lockdowns. That's what you get. So there are real human consequences when you m- miseducate Americans over and for generations. I think, Rob, citizens, because they're in their own lives, they don't understand what's exactly at stake. You're talking about world domination when you talk about the ability to tell these lies from our foreign policies to our domestic policies. When you're not allowed to point out the bastardization of Big Pharma and their advertising to protect the scam that is Big Pharma. And they don't want Americans to know. We, Americans, take 80% of all antidepressants. We, Americans, are the most over-medicated, over, overcharged victims of this scandal that is our healthcare industry. And, and then, you, you know, you break it out to everything. These are the topics that Tucker made uncomfortable So yesterday I started my show with what took you so long because the problem is without the internet and the, and the ability to not censor, which now the government has, I'm surprised you still have a YouTube channel. I'm serious about that because you're, you're doing the same thing, but can they successfully neuter the truth now that Americans have become comfortable with being slaves of censorship? And we admit we do have these bureaucracies and we're good with it as Joe Biden pretends to release more powers to bureaucracies and some kind of climate equity bulldog. I mean, how much longer before you lose your channels and you're a right to have your, your dot com? Well, and I don't think it's, uh, it's not shocking to me that the exact same playbook for how the University of Pennsylvania students and authorities are responding to the provocations of Amy Wax is the exact same playbook being used by establishment media in response to Tucker Carlson, right? All of which is to say Tucker or Wax says something provocative. You know, at least half the time I agree. <laughs> so half the time I don't agree. Sometimes I think they're wrong, right? Yeah. But the response is not to engage with the substantive claims of the argument, right? It's not to say, well, here's why I think you're wrong. Here, I'm going to muster logic and reason on behalf of my position. They don't yeah. like they immediately jump to name calling. They immediately jump to trying to render you radioactive. They immediately jump to trying to handicap you, kneecap you professionally. Right. There's not even yeah. like no one's even pretending to engage with the substance of the argument. And so you get to see if that's how you train the elites on campus. That's the same techniques they're going to use once they start running media companies. Yes. And it's. Uh, well, yeah, Rob, I mean, this is in our like, benefit, though, because, I mean, I'm from Chicago. Do you ever take a look at our Democrats? You want to talk about a group of ugly son of a guns. You can't find a good-looking Democrat in Chicago. They all look like some sort of freak show. So when they try to make fun of us, I say, welcome aboard. I can't wait to make you feel terrible about yourself. So at least we can win at one thing. And in the meantime, I want to go to Good Kid Productions to keep in mind. Now, this, how many parts is this series? We've got a couple more coming um, in, over the next, like, let's say, month or two, uh, some other campuses. And also, we also, so we profiled Princeton University, Joshua Katz, who got, got fired because he criticized some Black Lives Matter uh, orthodoxy, Amy Wax. We also have a separate doctor we put out about a year ago about a brilliant genius economist at Harvard University by the name of Roland Fryer, who uh, got unceremoniously canceled because he kept coming up with research findings that exploded all sorts of woke orthodoxies. 
People yeah, can find the, that on the channel the facts, as well. The facts. Listen, I love this. And um, if anybody names the, the, this hoisted by their own petard, I'm suing because that's my check, for, my, my little coin phrase there. So do you mind if you don't name it <laughs> hoisted by their own petard, as tempted as you are? The irony I know, I here is rich, up. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yes. Rob Munts, you keep it up. And whenever you drop something new, please let my honey bunny know that's my producer. And we'd love to have you on. I love what you do. And I want everyone to go check out Good Kid Productions. Rob, thank you so much for coming on. I truly appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. All right. So to set the stage a little bit, I had played a clip about Tucker Carlson. I had told you I had received many a comment that Tucker Carlson was fired because of the Dominion lawsuit. This is a falsehood. This is a fallacy. Tucker Carlson took a different position than every other host on Fox, as he did so often. You see, what's left on Fox are the Brian Kilmeys, who I think is an idiot. I think his books suck. He's a parrot. He'll say whatever he's told to say. He doesn't have an original thought in his mind. So take me off the Brian Kilmeade uh, fan club, will you please? In the meantime, I want to remind you why this is a... Terrible idea, and you're being lied to once again. So that's a long way of saying we took Sidney Powell seriously. We had no intention of fighting with her. We've always respected her work. We simply wanted to see the details. How could you not want to see them? So we invited Sidney Powell on the show. We would have given her the whole hour. We would have given her the entire week, actually, and listened quietly the whole time at rapt attention. That's a big story. But she never sent us any evidence, despite a lot of requests, polite requests, not a page. When we kept pressing, she got angry and told us to stop contacting her. When we checked with others around the Trump campaign, people in positions of authority, they told us Powell has never given them any evidence either, nor did she provide any today at the press conference. Powell did say that electronic voting is dangerous, and she's right. We're with her there. But she never demonstrated that a single actual vote was moved illegitimately by software from one candidate to another. Not one. So why are we telling you this? We're telling you this because it's true. And in the end, that's all that matters. The truth. It's our only hope. It's our best defense. And it's the reason he got fired. So why would they fire him with the Dominion suit when he took the side against the people challenging Dominion? They fired Tucker Carlson because he told you the truth about our foreign policy scandals and fraud and the real corruption as we are funding Nazis in Ukraine. He was the only one saying it. Now Brian Kilmeade, times a thousand, will tell you to support the military-industrial complex behind the dimwit in diapers who's been wrong for 50 years but somehow has acquired tens of millions of dollars and his crack-smoking, whoremongering, sister-in-law-banging son has been on the board of all of the scandals. So now... You have taken away an obstruction from the mafia. This is what it's about. So don't let somebody tell you they fired Tucker Carlson because of the Dominion lawsuit. That is not why they fired Tucker Carlson. They fired Tucker Carlson because he spoke about uncomfortable realities. He challenged the propaganda, the status quo. That's why they fired him. Michael on the south side. Michael. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh Good afternoon, Sean. Thank you so much for taking my call. Thank you for making it, brother. Uh, 
there's something about the Dominion lawsuit and the settlement that just sort of puzzles me, and I just have to ask you this question. Is it possible that Fox was pressured to settle because the mainstream media poisoned potential jurors Who's, uh, by... It doesn't matter. By Even if you lose the lawsuit, Michael, you, ha- you can appeal the lawsuit. That could have went on for years. There's a, there's a lot of things afoot. Aside from Paul Ryan being on the board, has anybody given you a good explanation why Paul Ryan, a failed Republican corporatist whore, the favorite whore of the pimps on K Street, all of a sudden appears on the board of Fox? Did anybody talk about the numerous hedge funds, including Blackstone and BlackRock and all the rest, that own stock in both Dominion, a company that makes $100 million a year on its best year, yet they win a lawsuit, they sue for $1.6 billion. How did they come to that number? You could buy the whole fracking company for $400 million, yet they had a lawsuit. How much stock do the hedge funds own in both, in both Dominion and Fox? And is it beneficial? for Fox to settle. How many lawsuits do you know that are settled within weeks? How many? Not I, many. I work in the legal and, field. I work in the and it's very few. It's very few. Correct? But all of a sudden, this was settled. And why was not Harry Hursty, who has done four documentaries, four, on Dominion and other uh, voting machines, not mentioned in the suit. Why didn't they sue the guy that's been investigating them and kicking out documentaries like Kill Chain since 2004? You don't sue him, but you sue Fox? I don't understand it. Unless, of course, it's intentional distraction. That I understand. If it's a money manipulation where you wash money from one company to the other knowing you have stock in both. The only good news is, Michael, I think they underestimated what the public's response would be. I think Fox News might as well change its name to Schlitz News because that's where it's going to be in 10 years. Nobody's going to remember it. It'll be on old golf shirts. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate the call. Alex in Hinsdale. Alex, how are you? Good. Why can't I hear Alex? Is Alex there? All right, Alex, we're going to effort. We're having technical issues. My computer isn't working. Let's go to Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Very good. I knew that voice, that deep voice. Everyone's got you pictured with a ro- short robe on, no pants. You're walking around the house. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well, my friend. You know, good, good. I, earlier on, first of all, I hope you have a lot of fun with that um, debate tonight. That would be, I'd like to see Prof go up against Durbin. That would oh, be it's coming. It's going to be easy, Robert. Are you nuts? This would be. Uh... I know. I mean, I, I don't know what he's going to defend. You Listen, Democrats, what? where's your achievement? Do you have one policy? One. From a municipal level all the way to the federal. Do you have one policy that worked the way you said it would, that isn't completely bankrupt, riddled in scandal? Do you have one policy where the benefactors of that money going out don't kick back to your coffers? Can you defend the money laundering mafia that is the Democrat Party? I don't know what Juan Williams is going to do. I'm hoping he starts dancing. No. Think so, but here's a question I want to ask you. You know, earlier on, they had uh, Biden talking about how criticizing President Trump on the economy. Well, I hate to tell you, my friend Biden, the economy was doing well, everything was going well, our 401k plan was doing well. Now prices are going up. Robert, this is the scandal. 401s dropping. This this is the scandal of the mafia. 
I know that. There is no history. History is today. History is what I tell you it is. If people for one second realize the quality of their life before this dimwit in diapers stole the most powerful office in the world, if they realize the peace and tranquility around the world, just that alone, they'd hoist him out by his diaper and throw him on the curb where he belongs. But they can't do that because now this is the only industry on the planet that the more it fails, the more money and power it gets. It's called government. And Trump was obstructing the scam. So they had to cheat him. They had to steal the office. And now circumstances are so bad. Look at all the union workers. Not the real workers. All the union hierarchy. Look at how they cheer. Four more years. What kind of a moron do you have to be to want four more years of this dimwit in diapers? Thank you, Robert, for the call. Alex in Hinsdale. Hi, hi, Sean. Thanks for everything you do. I, I enjoy the debate. Uh, two quick comments. Tucker Carlson at his heritage speech this weekend stated his biggest regret was supporting Iraqi war. He's a person who has been around D.C. and is a well-thought-out. I think the, the, the quickest way to get us out of this hole is if President Trump would pick Tucker Carlson as his VP him against Kamala Harris, that would be absolutely child abuse. And the second thing I would like to say is that if, if, we, if people don't understand and they keep voting these people in, they get exactly what they asked for. Thanks, you know, John. Alex, I, I love it, man. I do. And it, it's a great show. And listen, Trump is a showman. He really is, Alex. But I'm going to ask you a question. Absolutely. You, would you, would you, do you want that? Do you really want that, or do you want somebody who comes from the complete outside, I mean complete outside, and says, look, I respect so much of what Donald Trump did that was great. I respect it, and I understand what he did in his foreign policy, and I want to consult with him further to explore that. But I also want to destroy the fascistic power of the presidency. So I'm going to win the presidency, And I'm going to strip away the executive order power that has destroyed the trajectory of our nation and forever corrupted it. And I'm going to rip out every entity that was created by an executive order. And the reason I say this to you, Alex, is we are used to fraud. We're used to the abuse. The EPA is not something the people created. The EPA is an executive order. And we need that entity alone. You could abolish that tomorrow with another executive order. Now, all of the destruction to the economy, that organization, that syndicate has created, is gone overnight. Is that not something worth exploring? Uh, Sean, it's a very valuable point you make. What I would argue is you need someone with a seasoning. Trump knows just how evil they are at this point what they did with General Flynn, what they did right in his home. Well, why, but why didn't he do that when he was in power? Why? I don't think he, because he surrounded himself with too many establishment. Now, if he doesn't get it now, no oh, one brother, will. He won't. You must be a young man, Alex. Well, you must be a young man. Well, How old are you? Sean, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Anyone who thinks that a Stannis or someone like that, they will destroy him before he raises his right hand before to swear in. They I understand, Alex, him. but I don't have four more years for learning on the job. And I, I want. And here's another thing. You know, I don't know how I would support him a little bit more. You think it's in his character to apologize? 
Uh, I don't. I don't think that's okay. in his character. So here's the, here's the deal I'll make you. Until he either apologizes or secures the nomination, one of those two things, I'm going to argue against what I disagreed with. For instance, I'm going to, let's just pick the vaccine. Which, by the way, Alex, I got some information on the vaccine that'll startle you. It's not really information. It's more of an admission. There are side effects. Do you know what the death among babies in their mother's belly is since the vaccine? It's doubled. Why isn't anybody talking about it? Well, now Tucker's gone, so that only leaves AM560 the answer, and I'll be back to do just that after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That's my guy, Squirrel. You know it's my guy. I even like the way he hurt himself. Rolls Royce wrapped it around a tree, chasing some scallywag who stole his money. Teddy Pendergrass, ladies and gentlemen. In the meantime, the broader point of what the vaccine turned out to be under the cover that, unfortunately, Trump gave it. Warp speed. It started to come out pretty early that it wasn't really helping more than it was hurting. Well, now in America, we've allowed censorship to be the norm. We've allowed this kind of extortion corruption. Big Pharma really is, as it continues to spend tremendous amounts of money, billions and billions in advertising. So we're not getting the information here in this country. Thankfully, there are good people in Europe, like Dr. John Campbell, to do the work our doctors can't do. Now, I get lots of questions on this, and um, the data is starting to emerge that uh, stillbirths were up in England and Wales from uh, 2020 to 2021, around about 8.7% increase. And we've got some sentinel data from, Lanc- Lanc- uh, from Lanarkshire in Scotland. Um, off- By the way, these are like the size of our counties. This doesn't give you the proper scale, and it's up 8%, 10%, 30%, when the reality is stillborns are up 100%. As is often the way from a freedom of information request. Now, I do know who uh, made this out and I do know who uh, answered it, but I haven't got their data or their permission to share that information, so I'm not going to share that. But I do have it all here, and I'll give you the website for it so you can find that out for yourself. So let's dive straight into this data now. Um, Now, number of births, not really that much different in, in Lanarkshire where the freedom of information applies. So roughly the same... Statistically, I would say they're fairly similar, that, uh, perhaps slightly reduced. Our media, I don't hear this anywhere. I had to go to Europe. This is the real scandal. And this is a bipartisan scandal. As right now today, congressmen and senators are afraid to discuss this. You remember what they did to Ron Johnson, who fought it from the beginning. When the truth is uncomfortable, that means you, you have become comfortable with the lie. Unfortunately, where do you stop? Where is the line? We'll talk about the lies and more when it comes to foreign policy when I get back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this 
is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. It's a funny thing to watch our government destroy the quality of our lives. I think a lot of it can be explained because there's this question that's never really asked. What if we're doing it wrong? What if we're doing it all wrong? What if the only reason we're in this predicament as our society is imploding, is because we're doing it wrong. We're doing education wrong. We're teaching kids who do not have the security in self. We're turning them over to society, and society doesn't have the best intentions. We're not giving them the characteristics, the confidence to use their judgment. That's why so many of the kids are on drugs and depressed and all the rest of it. What if it's wrong from the beginning? And that means our entire education system is wrong. I've thought that for years. I'm curious to discuss this topic with my next guest, who is the founder and chief visionary for the Classical Conversation. Discussing if your public school is unhinged, the answer, homeschool. Her name is Lee Bortons. Lee, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. You know, Lee, decade or more, probably 14 years ago, I used to call into a radio show, and by happenstance, I was contacted, and they had asked me to judge a contest. I didn't really pay attention. I said, okay, I'll do it, and I drove out, and I was the judge. Well, it turns out it was a homeschool um, event, mm-hmm. and they were kids that were from as young as sixth grade, and they were debating the electoral college issue, and their debate was more interesting by sixth graders than it is by people who are in Congress today. And I realized it's because those kids were homeschooled. They weren't berated by Lord of the Flies public schools. They were given that confidence, that fundamental principle and foundation of learning, by the people who love them the most in the world, their parents. And I had sent my kids to private school. I went home and I told my wife, we've done it wrong. We should do the homeschooling. And then you get the pushback. Well, they don't learn how to socialize. And then you take a look at the news in Chicago and you say, well, this is what it looks like when they learn how to socialize. So are you having success in communicating this to people? Um, I mean, I think so. I've been homeschooling since 1983. And uh, whether it's been in time of uh, you know, the highest stock market rates or uh, recession, COVID, it doesn't matter what, whether it's good times or bad, they tend to push parents to a place where they uh, want to do more for their children and, uh, you know, We've just seen a lot of success over the years, and what you just mentioned is why also we're successful is because you're known by your fruit. And when you meet kids like that who can look you in the eye and carry on a longer argument and a longer conversation, people want their children to be that way, too. So I'm really glad you got to run into those folks and help judge that event. Oh, it's something, too, and it's been, an, it's been something I encounter with my friends who have sons and daughters. And you're hearing more and more how these kids are victims of what's now called cyberbullying. When I was a kid, it was bullying, and parents and kids were different. They would have them fight on the front lawn, and then they made up. But in this new, um, kind of more destructive social media, it's harder to fight back against it. And I think kids who are thrown into this world are not given the fundamentals of using their own judgment And they're not taught by people who love them. So it's even worse, and it leads to decades, if not a lifetime of depression and the rest of it. I think it could all be answered by taking your kids out of this cottage industry of incompetence and mediocrity called public schools. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. They are inherently Marxist. And the thing about public schools and what's happening now is I keep telling people, look, they're successful. This is what they were designed to do. It's a a socialist system, and it's designed to make it so that uh, there's a docile um, citizenry. It's designed so that children are separated from their parents, and then they don't have that support network um, because they didn't act as a family as the children were growing up. And then each generation loses a little bit of that family values and a little bit of the dependency on one another and becomes more and more dependent on the state. And so they finally gotten, they finally gotten to where they wanted to be. And people are acting like it's some big surprise. You know, it's interesting, too. I'm curious to know your thought on this. When you turn on the news in these formerly great cities, like let's take the one I'm broadcasting from, Chicago, and you realize... The creators of this havoc are children who's only really been embraced by their fellow children who are gangs and they're taught to seek love. Only the love that you seek in a gang is by being a thief, a drug dealer, a bully. And the more successful they are at that, the more love they are by their new family. And the real problem is, is that they were sent to these industries of corruption, these schools at a time when they didn't have the confidence or the intellectual stability to fend off the bad people. They were never taught to fend off the bad people. And they're shown that in this world of drug dealing and mayhem, you have a lifestyle that you can't achieve without really hard work and years. So the only way to really fix it is tear it all down. Is that what you think? Yeah, that's that's what I think. And, uh, you know, you, you can't just tear something down, though. The scriptures say if you tear something down and don't replace it, um, that's bad. Seven more demons will come. I, I butchered that. But anyway, the point is that you can't break a bad habit. You can't do something that's bad for society or for yourself unless you have a positive answer, a good habit to replace it with. So I feel like that's what homeschooling is. I feel like that's what free market private education is. And a lot of parents don't know that. That, um, there's a lot of other opportunities besides public school, private school, and homeschool. Like they, they might say p- uh, private school is too expensive. Public school is just making these children be the way they are. That's the norm, and so they act like children rather than adults. And homeschooling might seem daunting because they don't understand. You don't bring school home. You use home as a center of lifelong learning and serving your community. So there's like there's these three paradigms that they think are their own choices. But one thing that happened during COVID, oh happy monster, is freedom in our free market education and entrepreneurial opportunities just skyrocketed. And that's why so many people are continuing to homeschool now that the schools are open, because things started like cul-de-sac schools, cottage schools, weekend schools, evening schools. Five families would get together and pay for a tutor for all their children. Five families would get together and take turns homeschooling and while the other ones worked full time. Parents found so many innovative ways to make sure their children were still well cared for, except for the ones who were waiting for the public schools to reopen. And so it was a beautiful thing to see all these choices. Yeah, Yeah, it was wonderful. Like, I kept wondering, who's my friends, the Republicans or the Democrats during that? I kept saying, stop, leave them closed, let the parents figure out something. And, you know, this might be the exact answer to correct all of the corruption we've become accustomed to, not just from the public schools, but from so many of the policies that are perpetrated by government that fail. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to have to have strong-willed people who are confident in their judgment. And the only way to really create that is at home. 
or among close family and friends. So I'm wondering, um, your classical conversations, does it give you any parameters? Does it help people do this? Tell me about this. Yeah, so what we do is we don't look at it as the children as our customers. We look at the parents as people that we want to partner with. And so what we do is we have over 2,700 communities sponsored by churches and um, mutual aid societies, bingo halls, wherever we can find space around the entire country. And parents with their children meet one day a week together to practice classical Christian education for homeschooling. Because all three of those are unfamiliar to most parents, and we're the ones who need a friend. We're the ones who need a pat in the back and the encouragement to continue doing something that the rest of the world doesn't understand and isn't very helpful. So we get together one day a week for half the year, children 18 and under with their parents. Um, and then the other half of the year, uh, I, I structured it this way because I love delight-directed education. I like having my kids' individual needs met, too. So by meeting half of the year together, we are encouraging each other to really press into the academics and uh, forming lifelong friendships. And then the other half of the year, we're using those friendships to play sports, go on field trips, to travel. Um, sometimes you need the summer off because you got a kid that needs phonics to be, you know, some one more attention there or maybe a student struggling with algebra so for us homeschooling is this a uh, um, balance like everything in family life is between serving the needs and the purposes the lord's given us as a family as well as stepping out and helping the community around us so we think parents should um, homeschool with a friend you should not try to do it by yourself and you were a teacher correct no i have an aerospace engineering degree of Boston. Wow. So you So that might come in handy when you're when you're talking to Now what are the downsides of homeschooling, right? And then uh I listen, there is no utopia on earth, that's for certain. And any of us with kids know sometimes it's difficult to deal with your own kids. But what are the downsides and what's the best way to keep it so that the kids can get into a routine and realize, okay, you're their mom and dad but you're also helping them rather than just that, oh, mom, be quiet. Oh, dad, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. That's so many of us here from time to time. What's the best way to overcome that? Yeah, so I think it's just everybody's attitude, recognizing that you don't make decisions when things are going really bad. Um, you have times when you know, children are growing, and especially middle school years, where they may not be the most pleasant to be around for a week or two, um, you know, there's times I had, we have four sons. There's times I wish that they would just go away and leave me alone. But the reality was that I loved them, and I knew that if you just wait to the next day, it would be okay. And it's like everything else in life. If you don't give up, it gets easier and easier. So, like, our children never pressed us to go to school because, quite frankly, they knew their father wasn't going to let them. But... um you know, and they had those days where they kind of long because the grass is always greener somewhere, right? But now that they're all grown and in their late 20s and 30s, oldest and approaching 40s, they're homeschooling their own children. So there, there's the compliment right there. And then I have something that I've been curious about, and I think I know the answer. But in comparison to the success among scholastics, their grades, how does it compare homeschooling to public schools what is the barometer of achievement in school how many how many kids that are homeschooled grow up to be bums and drug addicts i'm curious has this ever been taken into account 
Yeah, I mean, and and some of them do. Because we're all you know sinners who fall sure. short and do things their sure. own way. So you can go to nheri.org. It's National Home Education Research Institute.org, and they've been following statistics for forty years on homeschoolers. So they're in this third generation now. The wow. first, right? They have grandchildren being homeschooled, uh, people who are homeschooled themselves, and the stats are that we do everything as well or better than any than uh, any other educational model, including we vote more, we work in precincts more, we work on campaigns more, as well as we stay married longer to the same person, and we tend to have larger families. So that means we're, we're making an income that can afford that, too. So well, this, colleges yeah. across the United States have um, admissions programs, uh, 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 administrators that are designed just to bring in homeschoolers as scholarships for us at the colleges. And if you're in classroom conversations, we have actually established scholarships in Christian school colleges across the United States just for our own graduates. People want our kids. You know, Lee, as, I, as, I, as we're talking, I'm realizing that when we turn on the news in Chicago, and you see the mayhem, you see the children that perpetrate the mayhem, you realize that society pays $30,000 to Chicago Public Schools, per pupil. So, you know, the spiteful human being in me likes the idea. I'm mad that I haven't created seven more kids to take off the rosters of this cottage industry of corruption where they are charging the society 30000 per kid, and we have kids that can read to grade level at 20%. This is an astonishing failure. So I like the idea that there is a tangible success in homeschooling that you can look at for 40 years and see the products of homeschool versus what we see on the nightly news, the products of public education. I think sooner or later people are going to wake up to this. And that is the way to look at, at uh, COVID as the silver lining in a society that has to face the, the reality of its failure in the education system. So where can they go to kind of keep track? Where is your organization? What's the best way to take a look at that? Yeah, so if your listeners go to classicalconversations.com and click on our button that says find a community, give us your email, and one of our 15,000 tutors trained across the United States, these are all homeschooling parents, one of them who is near you and near your zip code will email you back and say, hey, do you want to have coffee together? Do you want to join CC? Can I help push you to some curriculum? Are you just curious about homeschooling? So we have this army of 15,000 parents that are ready to help. On top of that, if you go to cc.com, we also, or classicalconversations.com, we also have all kinds of um, articles and webinars and videos that are free to the public, too. You know, I, th- I can't thank you enough for creating this. This is such a wonderful thing to create, to give people this community where so many people have, have questions, and all they have to do is go to classicalconversations.com. Lee, thank you so much for coming on. If there's any time you need me to promote an event, Anything you're having, please contact us, will you? I will do that. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll be back with your calls mm-hmm. and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. <laughs> Told you I'd figure out a way to smoke. Oh, yeah. It's hard enough I'm doing this show with shoes on. I prefer flip-flops. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Patrick and Schomburg. Hi, Patrick. 
Sean, listen, uh, thank you for that interview with that homeschooling lady. That, that gives oh. me hope. But, but I want to tell you, I gotta, I've been listening to you since you used to call in on Hate Saturdays. With, uh, <laughs> Dan, you know, anyway. Yeah, yeah uh, Bruce Wolf and Dan, you, sure. Yes, yes. You've become a great interviewer. But more than that, I've been listening to talk radio since I grew up in Brooklyn in the 1960s. And when you read, you are not a professional radio guy. No, but when you but when you read commercials, it doesn't sound like you're reading commercials. Other people who won't be mentioned, like Dan Prof, it sounds like he's <laughs> reading the commercial. But, well, here's the thing, Patrick. I um, I I have a, a nice deal with the people here at AM five sixty. I'll only take advertisers. I like their products and I respect them. So I'm not really doing a commercial as much as I'm telling you my opinion of the product. So that means the world to me, though, Patrick. So how, and, you know, I have to tell you, I, I get uncomfortable because I didn't think I'd be doing radio. My favorite thing about radio was when I first called in to Bruce and Dan and destroyed them on the principles of oil. That was my first phone call to a radio station. And it was when I hung up, I said, I can't wait for next week. So I want to yeah. thank you for being one of the founders of Hate Saturday. Thank you, babe. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right, brother. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, how are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. Except I'm cold. Cold, cold and I have shoes on. I normally have flip-flops and shorts, which rarely do I wear underwear. Go ahead. You look you look like you're warm. You got a beautiful tan. You got a nice yellow oh, shirt with a white background. You look yeah. like Max Headroom on Rumble right now. Hey, thank you. Uh, Max Headroom, yeah, that's the yeah. look I was going for. Thank you. Well, yeah, you hit it 100%. Yeah, Excellent interview. I love the part where she talked about how parents who homeschool are active as far as precinct chairs. They get out and they work precincts and they get people out of the vote. If more people do that in DuPage County, you can flip about four congressional seats. I hope you you have so many guests on that talk about getting involved and becoming precinct people and what they do. I hope you eventually get on board on that. Well, listen, I, I don't think it's going to win in these mafia states. I really don't. Any state that oh, can elect the Gastons, the Castons. And I think she won too, didn't she? The Mrs. Caston? The irony yeah. of these buffoons whose father wrote a book that said in 2012, you'd have to walk around with a space costume on. That's how bad global warming was. As he enriched himself with a green energy scam. And all of these idiots in DuPage County who vote against freedom and their husband's money and all the rest of it. You wallow in what you created, you wrecked. Too many and do me a favor. Don't even come to Florida on vacation and you walk on the beach with your mask on like a true moron. Stay in the hell holes you already destroyed. Thank you very much, Kevin, from Austin, Texas, giving us advice on Illinois. At least I'm honest with you. You've ruined it so much, I won't even waste my time here, except when I come to see the wonderful listeners of AM560. Uh, Cynthia, Palos Park. Hey, Sean, how are you? Hey, Wonderful. former homeschool mom here. It's the oh, most fun you can have in your life. Uh, quick story. Plus, if you beat your kids, this. they can't tell the principal. You're the principal, too. That's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so she talked about delight-directed studies. So my boys were young. I had three boys, and they were interested. We were doing a study on weather. So I hooked up with some guy I found on the Internet who had a little Cessna airplane. All and right, I called Easy my now. It's a family buddy, show. Karen. All right, go ahead. I know. <laughs> And I said, hey, Karen, I found this guy who's willing to let our kids fly his airplane. So we drag our kids up to Pilwaukee Airport in Chicago. 
we meet this guy, and the only thing I know about him is his name is Butch. And he said, okay, we're going to take youngest to oldest. Every kid gets to fly the plane for 15 minutes. And I looked at my precious little six-year-old, buckled him in the airplane, and watched him roll down the runway. And take, oh, and age and 30 I years. I only knew his yeah. Butch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Some stranger named Butch has my six-year-old in a plane. What could go wrong? Right, yes. right. I was so happy when they circled back and landed. The kid had a big smile on his face. Everybody got to fly an airplane. That stuff does not happen in school. Cynthia, you know what? I, I, what saved us in the neighborhoods we grew up in were the teachers back in that era had principles and fundamentals steeped in those principles of Americanism. When you look at these teacher unions with these communists who are all 435 pounds, when you look at them and you realize these are the teachers your kids are relying on, we're lucky it's only as bad as it is. And until you can break that system, the best thing you can do for your kid is to give him that nurturing or her, that nurturing love only a parent can give, and you're protecting them from the gangs and the scallywags that have turned schools into Lord of the Flies. You are delivering the kind of American principles your kids will carry the rest of their lives. And that's, to me, what's most important. So thank you, Cynthia, for being one of those moms. I appreciate it very much. Does it get me a free T-shirt? All right, Cynthia, only because of the airplane story. You're on. Give Cynthia a T-shirt. Martin and Wilmette. My button is... Yeah, there's a homeschool... Company that's uh, I bought some stock in. That's a hell of a company. It's a it's a uh, That's how I know I'm talking to a guy from Wilmette. First thing you do is buy stock, then you call up to puff up the price. I love it. Well, you're even smarter. Don't give me that. Listen. Yes. Get the west out of your ear. There's a (laughs) there's a company called. uh, It's a very successful company for online homeschool. Yeah. Okay. And it's, right. it's, their numbers, their financials are one of the few stocks that I'm making money in. Okay? All right, come on, I'll let and you I plug it. I'll let you. It, what it's is it? an online uh, homeschool that's extremely successful out of St. Louis. Well, don't you have the, the name? It's called Nerdy, N-E-R-D-Y. I like it. New York. All right, I like it. Be very, I like it. Its financial numbers are through the frickin' roof. Love it, Martin and Wilmette. Be careful up there. You don't get hit by a G-Wagon. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep the drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey. I love the fact we got new callers, honey, money. Which, which, who's the first new caller you want me to go to, Dal? Mick, Fox River Grove. Hi, Mick. How are you, you, sir? Paisan from Grandin, Harlem, the other side of Harlem, though, not the Elmwood Park side. How are you, sir? I know exactly where you're talking about. So my mother's last name was Sarlo, and there were Sarlos from Grandin, uh, uh, that area. But they were cousins, right. not, you know, distant cousins. But how are you? Thanks for calling. Fine. Thank you, sir. Uh, full disclosure, uh, I'm the Northwest Regional Director for Illinois Family Institute's Public School Exit Program. I'm a former teacher. I came back late in life to do that, uh, about 13 and a half years, and then got out because I saw what was going on with the Senate Bill 818 and all the sex ed 
Uh, you just had a gentleman on from Schaumburg. Uh, I've yeah. been racking my brains out and speaking at all school board meetings throughout the area. And Palatine Schaumburg High School District 211 is the largest high school district outside of Chicago in Illinois. Of all the five schools that they have, Sean, four of them for the last two years have not had once. They've only had one school over 50% when it comes to uh, proficiency in English language arts. But the parents there, for some reason, just are holding back when it comes to wanting to homeschool or micro-schooling, which is another option that we have. I can yes. tell you that the woman who won, who got the most votes in Palatine District 211 in the school board meeting, and I know Dan and Amy were talking about who to vote for, she has podcasts that if you saw what, they, what, they, what she gives to the kids, it is sickening. You can't even believe the, the topics that she covers. And she got the most votes for re-election. And one of the only people that has any common sense named Mark Kramer lost because of the powerful uh, school union, you know, the teacher you can't, union you, and everything. You can't beat that, that mobilization of corruption in the teachers' unions. But here's the thing, Mick, and I'm and, curious to know this. I think this is something, a phenomenon. What has happened in our society where teachers have the confidence to talk to third graders about sex? What are you talking to my kid about sex for? Are you out of your fracking mind? How has this exactly. society devolved to a position where strangers are comfortable talking to 8-year-olds, 9-year-olds, 10-year-olds about sex? I'll pull your tongue out of your mouth. How are you talking to my kid about sex, you filthy animal? Where has that gone in society? Well, well, exactly, and, and to, you know, they have this thing where they tell you, well, you can opt out. Here's the only problem with or there's a lot of problems with but here's one of the main ones, Sean. Even though the school districts have said, well, 70% have opted out, there's another curriculum called CANDOR. CANDOR basically teaches the same thing that the Senate Bill 818 is trying to spew along with kids and really yeah. mess up their minds, and it's been absolutely crazy, and yet parents... Keep wanting to fight the school boards. If we can only change, well, the school boards aren't changing, but we're not getting the kids out. I am really literally hitting my head against the wall because I make speeches at school board meetings telling parents about all the options. Classical conversations is a fantastic one. There's one called micro, there's micro schooling with a lady named Leah Brooks where you get kids of all different age groups together. We're doing something called Good Soil, Good Seed through Illinois Family Institute. And in fact, our leader for that, uh, Reverend Cesar LaFleur comes on with John Anthony a lot on 560, you know, on, standard, on Saturdays, you know, with, with yeah. black and right. Yeah. So I can tell you, we're trying to do everything we can with, with this good soil, good seed. We're trying to raise a million dollars to help kids and families who are needy to get them out. But parents seemingly are holding back, and I can't see exactly what you just said was so spot on. You look at what they're doing in Chicago, it's not a whole lot better in the suburbs, Sean. No, I just got no, done speaking no. at a church in Zion, you know, way up north. They got, they got less than 20% of the kids are efficient in English and math. Yeah, and it's better to, do, it, well, we it's to, better to talk to your kids about sex than do your own job. Because if you do your own job, maybe people will catch on you failed at it. The product that exactly. these schools are producing is what's terrorizing and destroying cities, Democrat hellholes around the country. Mick, I wish you the best of luck. And I want you to, we're going to put you on hold. We're going to get you your contact information so Honey Bunny can uh, stay in contact with you. Thank you, Mick. Don in Bloomingdale. You know, Sean, one of the big, biggest criticisms of homeschools is the kids don't learn how to socialize. And uh, we had a family at our church that had eight kids. They were all homeschooled all the way to high school. One of them is uh, currently 
uh, on a full ride at Princeton. And uh, the, the mom always used to say, you know, they socialize good around the breakfast table. And if they can't learn how to socialize with their family, they don't know how to socialize, period. And, and I really don't want my kids people. to socialize with the gangster disciples, the Latin kings, no, or any other scourge. Thank not. you very much, Don. I appreciate it. Let's not socialize with the worst part. Uh, Ed in northwest Indiana. Hi, Ed. Hey, how you doing? Good, Ed. How are you? Good, good. Hey, I just want to say I'm looking forward to your golf outing on the 22nd of June for Tunnel for Towers. I got the email yesterday, and uh, 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh, I got to book this because I saw you had one last year. I missed the yes. boat. And then, Are you uh, the one that bought my foursome? Yeah, I bought it. I bought it. I see nice. nobody else. The other ones aren't bought. Yeah, yeah. So. I look forward. Well, here's all that matters. I, um, I outsold Dan Proft, who is still available, because I'm better to golf with. Thank you very much, Ed. Look forward uh, to you meeting you. I'll bring you, the cigars, kid. Thank you very appreciate much. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. I appreciate it. Eric Hoffman Estates. Hey, Sean. Eric here. I just wanted to talk to you about, um, I, I know you explained it a little bit earlier, but the Tucker Carlson situation. So I, I'm obviously a conservative Fox News watcher, but what you said earlier kind of concerned me about Fox News. It sounded like you were saying they're in bed with Dominion a little bit, and Tucker I was, was saying, I was saying the same hedge out a little fund, bit. The same okay. hedge funds own stock in both companies. Fox News had, has what I can tell now two shows worth listening to. They eliminated the third. I'm not interested in what Brian Kilmeade has to say about Jack. He is a neocon scoundrel who has been promoting foreign policy corruption and kicking out books that suck. So I don't care what Brian Kilmeade has to say about anything, and that goes for 80% of those corporatist whores. And as far as the Murdoch family is concerned, I feel about them the way Rupert Murdoch's four ex-wives feel, including the communists, uh, a spy from China. I think he's a crook. Thank you very much, Eric and Hoffman Estates. Stay away from Fox News. Let Schlitz News go the way it should. What do you think of that, Al in Milwaukee? I have a question for you, Sean. Have you ever gotten a call from Knuckles or Vinny about referring to the Democrats as the mafia? If I was a made guy, I'd be really insulted. Uh, you know what? There are no more made guys anymore. They're, their kids are left, and their kids either have the cork on their fork and they keep poking their eye out at the family dinners, or they're cushy lawyers. Thank you very much, Alan Milwaukee. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I like this song. Makes me want to punch somebody in the face, but there is all good people here. In the meantime, I'm broadcasting live from Meridian Banquet and Conference Center in Rolling Meadows. We are going to do the Dan Proft makes Juan Williams look even more foolish than his mustache, which I think does a hell of a job. Uh, that'll start, when, in about a half hour, kid? About a half hour. In the meantime, how, many, how much time do I got there, Squirrel? Two minutes? That's not enough time. Squirrel sounds terrible, doesn't he? Vicks, on the bottom of your feet, put wool socks on. If you get sick, I'll punch you in the face. In the meantime, uh, there was a lot of news that went on. There really was. Do I want to depress you with the dimwit in diapers? The speaker, the former president, and the MAGA extremists are cut from a different cloth. Which cloth allows you to take money from the Chinese Communist Party, you traitor? 
diaper-wearing, dimwit whore. Which part of the old Democrat Party likes the fact that the Chinese communists hire your scumbag son? Your son is so wretched, he dated his brother's widow. Hunter Biden is speaking about one of the strangest events in his train wreck life, his affair with his brother's widow. A lot of people look at that and think, what were you thinking? Yeah. Now, listen, I've made a pass at a couple of friends of mine's girlfriends. It's true, especially in the 80s and 90s. But to date your dead brother's wife, that's a certain level of scum that's hard to top, isn't it? What were you thinking? Both of us had gone through the most incredibly uh, painful loss. And it was out of love. And I thought that maybe still not a good reason to stoop your sister-in-law. You low life. And by the way, she's a bit of a whore, too. But I think it's something that's genetic. I really do. As president, I get to pick projects. I get to fund projects from the money that the, we get from the Congress. Brilliant. What you get to do is pay off your Chinese communist overlords because you're the bigger whore than your daughter-in-law. It's true. You're the biggest. And then you were in a room where you were welcomed and cheered. I wonder why. I think they're whores, too. Not a joke. It was a joke. When one of the South Korean plants was going to invest in the United States in a chip factory, I asked him why, the CEO. He said, because you got the best workers in the world. You're the best workers in the world. That's not hyperbole. I think it is hyperbole. I think it's more of that. What do they call it in those short-in-the-pants neighborhoods? Malarkey. It's more malarkey. But in the meantime, one thing that isn't is that you are clearly the most obvious asset of enemies foreign and domestic this country's ever dealt with. You are the true example of political corruption. So for now, you're in the perfect place. You're exactly where you should be, at the head of the mafia, the Democrat Party, that should be so ashamed. They're not willing to declare their support for you, but instead you're loved by all the crooks. Oh, shut up. In the meantime, should we hear just a minute from the guy who was robbed? You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put put them all in a diaper, roll them up and fund them with communist money. And they still wouldn't be as bad as this dimwit. That's it. It's over. All right. It's time to go to the live event. And in the meantime, we'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.